How's, the new, how's the new Airbnb, Mike? Oh, it's a shithole. I should have checked it out in person before booking it or oh, whatever. Man. That woman, it's, you could hear yeah, literally everything. Right, ruined her stove. She's asking me for money. It's ridiculous. <laughs> Left me a nasty what? review on Airbnb. What's I have no idea. I didn't even respond to it what? yet. Which woman? The one from uh, the place you were at when I was in Denver. Oh, the one that had no internet and a leak in her floor when we got there. That yeah. never responded to anything. Screw it. Whatever. I didn't ruin any stove. I didn't even cook. <laughs> so, um, wait, really? You didn't cook at all? You didn't use the stove? I just baked mom's stuff. I, I was barely even breathing that week. Yeah, I feel you. All right. Well, let's uh, dive into it here. Another morning show. We do this every morning at 8.30 Eastern time. It's October 9th, morning market mashup. Go to our YouTube channel, subscribe, roll in market mashup. And the futures, once again, are pointing to a higher open. This is the week of headlines, even though they don't seem to matter much. And once again, we have a bunch of upgrades, not really many downgrades. And Dad, we didn't have you yesterday. We're happy to have you back. Curious to hear your Thank thoughts you. on the action this week. Let's just throw it to you right now. What are your thoughts on what you're seeing with this rally? Yeah, I'm basically pretty surprised. I think the rally stems mainly from uh, the, the drugs that Trump was given and people realizing that they definitely have a bridge to this virus. And um, Scott Gottlieb was on today and he talked about how this combination of drugs is definitely something that works and um, most of it is available right now to people. They'll be able to go, if they have a problem and they're in the hospital, they will be able to get most of what Trump got. The antibody part of it will take longer, but um, the other two drugs are available and there's plenty of supply apparently. So that's a really, really good news and I think it's helped the market. Yeah, and uh, yesterday, I know we didn't get a chance to talk about it on the morning show because it happened midday, but one of the biggest movers of the day was GameStop. Mike, you've brought them up a few times. They announced a partnership with Microsoft where it sort of sounds like they're going to be turning the GameStop facilities into experience centers and kind of enhancing on the in-person gaming activities that GameStop was already starting to do before the pandemic. So their stock exploded on that news. It was up over 40% yesterday. I'm sure it was a combination of people jumping on the news. And then also, once again, you probably had a massive short squeeze once that stock jumps 25% midday. But yeah, that was one of the big movers yesterday. And good job. Yeah, you got to love this stock long term. You know? You got to like this now with that partnership. I think this thing has legs. I'm going to look for another entry point to get back in it. Yeah, and uh, Mike, that was a good call. You also, thanks for bringing that to my attention yesterday when I originally had that surge because I was able to play the day trade on the breakout. That thing, so Mike mm -hmm. hit me up. He was like, check out GameStop right now. And it had just surged like 30% in two seconds, jumped from like 950 to 1150. Then it retraced back to 
I think 11 bucks and then ultimately took off to like 13. It's frustrating because I just missed my limit order by like eight cents and I would have made a fortune if I had, yeah. if it had hit that. Well, I played it on the breakout. I told you what I was doing where I had a buy order triggered at 1191 because it first hit 1190 and then it came back down to 11. So then when it went to 1191 again, it triggered my order and then it just busted all the way through 12. And I mean, it was actually insane watching the price action in that stock in the afternoon. It was awesome. Mm -hmm. And I would not have even known about it if it wasn't for you, Mike. So appreciate that text. And um, hopefully we can get more of those rocking. And then, that's what I'm all about. Figuring yeah. out how to get paid. <laughs> and then um, the other thing that we brought up yesterday and in the morning, there was nothing happening, but also volume spike. So in the vice presidential debate, they made it very clear that they're de decriminalizing marijuana. And we talked about possibly giving another look to the weed stocks, Canopy, Aurora. And we should have, when we were talking about it on this show, make some buy orders because mid-morning, there must have been people meeting, having the same type of conversations because you saw big volume spikes in Canopy, big volume spikes in Aurora. I think people are starting to see the writing on the wall with that. So those are probably going to continue to be trades heading into the election as people wrap their minds around the idea of the Democrats winning and what that would look like for some of these weed companies. I think the psychedelic stocks are more of the grand slam. When you really look at where that's heading and the like the CMPS that dad brought up and the MMEDF that Dan, you know, I've brought up daily to you. That's just seems like it's on a rocket ship lately. Those are CMPS got hit hard yesterday. Well, yeah, great buying opportunity. And Mike, I I kind of not I'm not gonna say I called what would happen with MMEDF, but it is kind of interesting, like seeing what happens when it approaches that dollar level. Clearly, it's like a big psychological level for people with the penny stock. Where I don't I, I don't know if it's gonna bust through it this time. Well, the, it was if you looked at the RSI, it, it kind of hit that like to that point. It was getting heavily weighted. So I think it just needs to cool off a little, but I don't think there's a psychological hurdle of it going over a dollar by any means. I think it was just, it's been going up like crazy. Dad, is there any kind of, is there something to be said for that with penny stocks when they reach that dollar limit or not at all? I, I don't think it's a major deal. I mean, you could kind of make a claim that it's similar to when a stock hits a hundred, that once it breaks through a dollar, it has a little power of its own for, you know, maybe a few percent, but it's just a psychological number. It means nothing else. I think that thing has so much more room to run, like not saying tomorrow or next week, but it's, I'm just holding it. So I scooped up a little dominoes yesterday on the debt. They had their quarter yesterday and I thought it was a good quarter. They beat revenue expectations same store sales increased by over 18%. The street one at 12. They missed profits a little. They were obviously running a lot of promotions, running deals with the pandemic. I think Domino's benefits from all kinds of things. A lot of mom and pop places just aren't necessarily surviving. We're heading into the winter months. Not to mention like the whole theme of people moving out of cities and moving into like more suburb places. They have less options. To me, that is kind of a good thing for Domino's. I also saw they got some upgrades this morning, a bunch of upgrades actually. 
So we'll see what happens with that. Yesterday, it got all the way down into like the 395 range, but that was just for like a minute. It was mainly hovering around 400 all day, but that was a move I made yesterday, probably for a swing trade. I don't necessarily want to like hold dominoes for years, but it's such a good long-term chart that this was such a great dip buying opportunity. What was the last time you ate dominoes, Dan? I was going to say, I'm not, I'm not a fan. That's why I'm looking at a swing trade. But I will say that like uh, Rory McIlroy in his uh, golf match against Justin Thomas brought up dominoes just out of nowhere. He was like, man, you know what I've been really loving lately? He was like, dominoes. He's like, they're so consistent. They need pizza. <laughs> just, uh, and at the end of the day, uh, like I just said, like they had a great quarter. And it seems like they always sell off after a good quarter and then it shakes out the weak hands and then the buyers step in and that stock climbs back. So we'll see. I mean, it wouldn't shock me if you see that thing get down to like 380, but I'm in it. So we'll see what happens there. And then also I read this morning, I know we had talked about how DraftKings did the offering at 52 a share. I read this morning that they're going to do another offering possibly as soon as October 22nd. And that they did. And that was something that was released in the, first offering notes, but they didn't say what the price would be for the second offering, but definitely something to keep an eye on. Also, you know, this morning there's more COVID cases popping up in the NFL. I'm starting to think though, that they're not going to cancel the NFL yesterday. There was a moment where Penn and DraftKings were flushing out and I thought there was about to be like a headline come out that the NFL was canceled. That never happened, but that's maybe people are gambling more when they worry about the uh, NFL closing. So they're betting more per game <laughs> to get all their uh, betting in. Yeah. I would yeah. still look out for that though. That whole NFL thing seems to be a shit show. I would not, if I was a player right now, I'd be thinking about just axing this, the whole switching around games. It's like, they look at these players as pawns it's that ridiculous. they don't care about. It's ridiculous. Yeah, but it's true. They do look at it that way. The whole, like, oh, let's switch this to Tuesday from Sunday. It's like, eh, no, we're ready to play today. We're not switching this. Let's cancel this season. Like, when I keep seeing this, that's not good for the players, the way that's set up at all. It's not, but I almost feel like they're just going to deal with it because they have They'll to. deal with it unless this gets to another level. I would be careful with those stocks off that alone. Because if, if it totally does do. cancel, that's going to make those go in a nosedive. Yeah, and uh, Ford, I'm finally in the green on. All right, about time. <laughs> I know. It's, <laughs> um, you know, the stock is definitely, I think, getting to a crucial level here. It's going to be interesting to see what happens at 750 because every time it pops up to these levels, it gets beaten back down. But this time feels different. I don't yeah, know. Ford, Steel, GE, they're all in the same kind of GE. Uh, Both stocks move together in uh, some strange way, even though they're much different companies. But, well, Goldman Sachs actually gave GE a buy rating this morning with uh, $10 per share for a 12-month price target. I'm not jumping on that. See what they're doing. But the I don't see myself moves. ever owning GE again. The, the percentage moves you get in the GE, Fords, and Steels because they're cheap stocks are pretty dramatic for old state companies, right? I mean, I think you could say that in GE and Steel. I haven't seen those moves in Ford yet. The most I've seen this stock up is 2% so far since I've owned it. But I feel like it could happen. Let me ask you, Dad, what is it with 
like when you look at Ford chart, obviously Ford is not a day trading stock at all, but there's a ton of volume in it. Like what's going on there that just makes it where you don't get that same back and forth in the price? Is it just because there's so many big shareholders? I, I think, yeah, there's just so many. First of all, there's a lot of shares outstanding, which is one thing. And I think there's so many cross currents on people thinking this company has a chance to do really well and others who think it's a piece of shit. So it, it's just a tug of war. That's why you see so much volume at the same prices over and over again. Yeah. I mean, I, it's it's amazing how much it trades. It is to the point where the chart doesn't even look like normal when you look at the wicks because it's just. It, yeah. It makes it, it's a really difficult stock to day trade. Can't do that it. A, that is a great stock if it gets hit hard to pick up on a dip and then wait a few days. You know, you, you almost have to wait for the um, the sector to to get a wave of buying in it and before it gets swept into it. But yeah, I don't find it a good day trading stock. I think um, steel is a better one. Yeah, which I've neglected to even look at, even though every time I look at it, well, that doesn't make any sense. I just said I neglected to look at it. But every time I look at steel, it seems like that stock is ticking higher. So that was a good call by you. You brought them up over a dollar ago, which at these levels is, you know, stocks up basically 30% in a couple of weeks from where you first started talking about it. So that's big time. Another yeah. thing about the semiconductor space a lot on here, mainly NVIDIA. But this morning, or I think it was yesterday, the reports of uh, AMD and correct correct me if I'm pronouncing this wrong, but Zinglinx? I've never heard Zilinx. of them. What is it, Dad? Xilinx. Xilinx? What's yeah. up with them? Because I saw that AMD looks like they're going to be buying them for like a $30 billion deal. Yeah, I'm not sure exactly what uh they do but um amd is killing it so they must see an opportunity there um look even intel is acting pretty well it's it broke out through the you know when it had its bad earnings it was in a range and it broke out of that range finally um it, it's a lot less of a mover than nvidia and uh AMD, but there's people that think going forward, you want Intel, not uh, the others. Yeah. Well, a tough call to make, though. They're all a little down today on maybe that news, except obviously Zinglinx, which is right. uh, almost 18 bucks. So that'll be an interesting stock to look at today, even though that seems like it's already kind of a done deal. So. Another thing which kind of goes hand in hand with what we've been talking about might happen is I saw this morning that Disney announced that they're going to release their Pixar movie sold directly to Disney Plus without going through movie theaters, which was the original plan. That's coming out on uh, Christmas Day. It was supposed to come out in theaters on November 20th. So Yeah, that doesn't bode well for the movie theater sucks, does it? No, which have been on fire lately because... They've been moving at rapid speeds to get their movie theaters open. I don't get that. I mean, AMC is not down on that news, but they've been. Uh, they should be. 
I don't know if they've been on fire, actually. Let's see. Their stock's trading at – yeah, actually, it's been a complete disaster. What am I talking about? Stocks have uh, – the movie theater stocks have not been on fire, at least AMC. I think there's another one that's been doing better that I'm blanking on the name. But AMC is a stock that, to me, is basically pricing in complete bankruptcy. So if you do believe in movie theaters sticking around – this could be an interesting look, even though I don't know if I believe in that story. Yeah, I would not touch that. I'm not a fan. Yeah, I don't see how long-term movie theaters is a good way to go. Just, not in the current model they're in. I mean, the only case I could make for it going forward is that maybe they can get cheap real estate off of all these offices closing down i don't know well they have to do other things with the space then yeah and not just put on movies that's really the problem with all these streaming services and why i'm a big roku fan and i have to figure out a way to get a netflix i've never owned it but you know going into the cold months i am the last thing i'm thinking about is oh movie theaters mike did you end up buying roku when you talked about them no another i haven't i haven't bought it yet they had a great day yesterday um, yeah, the thing with the movie theaters is I don't think it would take much for them to make it where people are wanting to go to movie theaters. It's a, uh, it's something to do. They could definitely- I don't think people are patient enough in this era to go to a movie and sit for a couple hours. I just think we're heading so away from that. Like if someone wants to go somewhere for an experience, like when you look at even this lockdown, People are trying to socialize again, going out somewhere to then not socialize for a couple hours. I don't, I, I just don't see it. I think this is, this whole thing has been a death sentence for them unless they completely change what they're doing, which I don't even know what that looks like. Maybe augmented reality tickets, kind of like the high line in New York. They just out of nowhere started charging people to walk on it. So I think to myself, okay, so is that true. Yeah. I didn't know that. That's crazy. Yeah, that's why part of why I left. <laughs> but yeah, you know, it's something to think about with augmented reality. Maybe they could have experiences, turn it into a huge laser tag center. Like there's a lot you could do with that space that's not watching a movie. Yeah. Um, to switch it up, Zoom got an upgrade. Dad, I know you think they could be one of the shorts of the game. Basically, I guess have an analyst day coming up next week on October 14th, and I guess certain people are looking at that as a catalyst for the stock to move higher. We'll see. But, yeah, but it still hasn't gotten back over to its old high, which was, what, 529-ish, somewhere around there? Yeah, it's kind of hovering at the same levels as where it was since we've been talking about the last couple of weeks. So. That'll be interesting to watch. But Microsoft is uh, inching higher. They, you know, obviously more Xbox news and then the GameStop news. But they are they keep going back and forth between this level and 205. I'm wondering if this time it's for real and they make that further breakout to maybe 220, maybe even 245. Yeah. I mean, at some point. Some of these stocks are just going to have to get hit off of the idea of this blue wave. I mean, this cannot be good, uh, at least short term, for all the people who have capital gains. and Off of what, Dad? The blue uh, wave. Biden winning. 
Biden, uh, the Congress going one way. Yeah, you're going to see some massive sell-offs before the election or before the and end. It may not even be before the election. Maybe it'll happen after. Yeah, before the end like, of the year. Oh, like people are starting to look at those two as pretty Wall Street friendly. And I think they're being very careful during the debates to not say anything that suggests otherwise. And they're I think about as Wall Street friendly as a slap in the face. Are they though? Yeah. Not, it, it is just not good for Wall Street when you think about more regulation and higher corporate taxes. Yeah, I still don't think that this, these polls are completely out of whack. It's literally the same thing from four years ago. I don't think Biden's even winning. So I'm starting to think Biden is winning. But more that's so, what everyone's seeming to think. And that's why I, the world's usually way off. With not everything. usually, Mike. Actually, over time, these polls, you know, over decades, these Before polls. Before social media up. existed, Dad, you're dead on. Since then, there's been, and that's something to think about. It, they're all but, wrong. Don't you think that maybe part of the reason the market is starting to maybe not fear those two is you look at both the debates and they had an opportunity to attack Wall Street, to attack the big corporations that they wanted, which they know is a popular topic. But of course they're not going to do that during a debate. They're trying to win. Yeah, but that kind of caters to a lot of the people that support that party. That's what they want to hear. They're going out. They don't know what they want to do that. And they just don't like Trump. They're settling for the other side. That's not that they want to hear anything. They just want to change. I'm trying to just understand, though, like when I hear that Biden wants to basically not just Biden, but that whole party wants to spend so much more on infrastructure, on stimulus than Trump. How is that bad for the markets? Okay. Well, it's, it's bad in the long run because who's paying for it? They have to raise taxes eventually um, to pay for all these stimuluses. And, you know, a lot of people would argue it's very negative for the market over the long term. But well, you know, you're saying. right. It's good for individual industries. Obviously, the, the green stocks are benefiting big from a Biden win. And they're, you know, they're definitely companies that are going to do better under that administration. You Speaking know. of uh, green stocks, Bob, that plug short at 19 would have been golden yesterday. I didn't do it. You yeah, I'm sorry I it sold you off that. It looked like it was going right to 20. It got pretty close, right? I, I didn't watch it once you kind of talked me off that train. I just stopped paying attention. But when I looked back later, I saw that it did break down a little. But, um, no, I saw, it was interesting because I saw somebody tweeted yesterday an uh, image of a Trump tweet from 2013 basically saying, you know, all, and this was before he was running for president. He was like, all this stimulus is maybe great in the short term, but, you know, be careful if you own stocks long. Like he had some comment basically saying, like, yeah. have a close eye on your investments because when they're printing money long term, this isn't going to end well. He, he tweeted that in 2013. Yeah, well, I, I mean, we've been tell, talking about that for a long, long time. This will not end well, whether it's, you know, Michael's prediction that Bitcoin is ruling or it just a lot of inflation down the road. Something will give in the world because you can't continue at this pace of spending and not collecting. It just can't. Speaking uh, of Bitcoin, 
uh, I don't think we brought this up on our show yesterday, but Square invested $50 million in Bitcoin and they're going to be accepting Bitcoin on the Square platform. Mike, I know you're huge on Jack Dorsey, who's the CEO of Twitter and Square and on Bitcoin. We both own Bitcoin. Even Jeff owns some Bitcoin now. He's our younger brother. And Bitcoin got a little bit of on that. It was nothing crazy. I think the bigger thing to look at here, at least the way I've been viewing Bitcoin, is it's way more stable than it once was. Like this stock doesn't have these huge, crazy swings. I don't know if it's just fewer and far in between when those swings do happen, but like every time I look at Bitcoin, it's in like the mid 10,000 range, which makes me feel better than a few years ago when that thing would move 1600 points in an hour sometimes. So, I mean, what do you think that square news is going to change people's outlook on Bitcoin at all? I still don't think a lot of people understand what cryptocurrency is and what it's going to do for the world. So until everyone starts wisening up and doing some homework and reading, on what's going on, then they'll start seeing how valuable Bitcoin is. And, you know, I'm, you guys know I've talked about this tall and blue in the face. This is the future. Just like some of these other stocks that we've brought up, you know, it's good to get ahead of narratives and peer-to-peer -peer networking, smart contracts, being able to work with anybody and invest in anybody seamlessly without a lawyer in the world is very, very fascinating. And that's where we're heading. So throw that in the Beyond Meat camp and the psychedelic stock camp if you want to get paid. <laughs> yeah, Beyond Meat, I've been watching daily to see if I could somehow try and catch the stock on a reversal. Maybe it'll hit 200 and that'll be that for a while. But it's been a great stock. There's no doubt about it. That'll be that for a while yeah, until it's at 300. Four hundred. Dan, that stock is going. I told you it's like the early innings of Tesla. Same exact situation. Well, it's far from the early innings. I mean, where is it trading? What yeah, price? Trading Almost two hundred bucks. What do you mean? It feels a lot different than Tesla because it's not. It's a, well, the, to me, the biggest difference is I think it's very tough to compete with Tesla. I don't think it's as tough to come out with competition. Uh. I don't like know about that. I think it's. I think you're starting to see Beyond Meat as like a McDonald's force that they're building right now with that brand, and they're they're the market leader. They're very tough to compete with. They also have the best ingredients, the best supply demand chains. So the, the best supply chains. I'm sorry, in the world, and the best partnerships. I, I don't see how they're maybe Beyond Meat is going to start opening up restaurants. They might. I will say they're, they're not that great. stupid. Uh, releasing headlines right as the market opens every single day. Yesterday, they released that they come out with Beyond Meat sausage patties, and somehow they figure out ways to reannounce the same headlines every couple months. And That's usually a Well, we haven't sign. heard the big ones yet about KFC, Beyond Chicken, when they headline. Yeah, we soon, have. I heard that that thing is going to really pop. Well, I heard about No, but KFC. the expansion of it, it hasn't really come out. Gotcha. See, that's kind of what I'm talking about is this is not the first time I've heard about the Beyond Meat KFC partnership. And I feel like that'll get announced in a week. And then all of a sudden you'll see a huge volume spike when in reality. The amount of people I know that eat Beyond Meat now regularly, this thing is just unless out of the blue, someone comes out and is like, oh, no, this causes cancer tomorrow. This thing is not going to stop. That would and, be probably you know, 
I've talked to way too many former huge meat eaters that have converted to this where I'm very bullish. Do they have steak? Not yet, but why would they have steak? That's the toughest thing to replicate. A oh, steak, that's one right. thing, and I don't even like steak, and I still would eat a steak <laughs> over a Beyond steak. It's just the texture. I'm a big texture guy, Dad, with food. Yeah. It's hard uh, to beat a good filet. Yeah, exactly. But they're not asking someone to beat a filet. That They're not even trying to right now. They're beating burgers. Well, and those Beyond sausages, I don't know if anyone's been to Dunkin' Donuts yet. Phenomenal breakfast sandwich. Do you work for Dunkin' Donuts, Mike? No, I own the stock. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Um, I feel like you just like came from a Dunkin' Donuts when you. Yeah, Dad, I was on there at three a.m. till the sunrise shift. <laughs> like, on maybe the I finally get into Mr. Wonderful's MNEDF this morning. It's down twelve percent. There you go. Get in on that, Dan. Yeah, I don't know why those stocks got hit yesterday. Because they have to get hit at some point. They can't go up every day. Even though they should. As they should. You guys got any final stock picks of the day before we end the show? You know, I look at what I've been doing pre-market and everything is on the sell side. I just am putting out stocks at higher levels than they're at, just hoping to catch an upswing in the market. And I have no buy orders down there. I just Bobby buying, not today, not well, buying. So you're basically just to be clear, you're putting sell orders higher than where the stocks are trading right yeah. now. Hoping that I've you got like ten order. orders out there right now. Yeah, I actually have a similar thing going on where they'll just automatically trigger. Right. It, yeah. I mean, you, they take these things to levels sometimes that are stupid in an interday. Uh, situation. So you got to take advantage of that when you can. And I'm just too nervous about the next couple of months to start any real positions. At this so point. are you a, a seller in a stock like Microsoft if it gets to like 220? Yeah, I'd probably sell a little bit. Not, not a lot, but you know, I have options out there that I've already done in Microsoft and Apple. Yeah, where's young man, Ben? He's sleeping. Of course oh, he's sleeping. Oh, yeah. get, get, get a man on here before the weekend. Maybe we could get There he is. What's hey. up, Mike? Mr. Charleston. Oh, right here. How's it going? Who's he looking at? The other at? dog just walked in, and Miles is uh, <laughs> a little distracted. Oh, there's the yawn. What's up, pal? Miles is known to sleep till like noon these days. Miles is my little thing, but he uh, looks at charts and he looks sparks. like he's really looking too. There's a All setup. Right. All right, we'll Let's talk make to you some later. money.